I'm gonna wear all white down to Portage in Maine. I'm gonna cheer till I can't no more. I'm gonna take my jet down to Portage in Maine. I'm gonna fly till I can't no more. I got the jet fuel in my pack zip. Gotta make sure my cat's it, but I'll probably say goodbye to it when Shadley hits that hat trick. Me and Los Angeles are missing a mile like a Sasburger up in the kitchen. I think we need line A to be the new gold. everything welcome back to the two guys no cup podcast it is currently saturday april 13th as we record this after the st louis blues defeated the winnipeg jets by a score of four of our goals to three of their goals (laughs) we're here we're pumped up, we're excited, we're not tired, I have not been up since 6am, and I did get more than <laughs> 5 hours sleep last night. Those were all false statements, but here we are. Where are we recording? We're coming to you, of course, from the corner of Portage in Maine and Winnipeg, Manitoba, where we're going to cheer until we can't no more, because the Blues are whipping the Winnipeg Jets' ass. We're not getting overconfident, mm-hmm. but we kind of are. Um, how do you? How are you feeling right now? Just let's just do the rundown of our emotions. Um, a little unbelievable. I really did think tonight was going to be a loss. Before the game started, it just sort of felt like it. I, I was like, the Jets can't be down 2-0 at home. I just don't hear it. I don't see it. I don't believe it. And then it happened, and I'm still kind of don't believe it. It's only 2-0. Not 3-0. It's not the end of the series, but it's still a little unbelievable. Yeah, so I definitely... I felt that way coming in, and then I really felt that way after their second goal. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about that and the momentum of the game in a minute. But, yeah, I mean, at that point, I was like, okay, call it. 1-1, if you'd offered me that Mm. on Monday, I would have been thrilled, so we'll take it. And uh, our boys fought back. Mm -hmm. They did. They are starting to feel, and I'm not saying, don't hear what I'm not saying, (laughs) but they are starting to feel like a different character of team than ones we've had in the Mm. past. Oh, 3-2, game's over it. 
in previous playoff yeah, series, for sure. For You've sure. seen the 3-2 Blackhawks lead. Mm-hmm. We don't get it back. Maybe we tie it. We don't get it back. Mm-mm. No, not a chance. Um, so I guess we can start by just going over this thing from the beginning. Really wild game, raucous game right from the start. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly tripped Mark Scheifele, thereby apparently tripping... Mark Scheifele is, is equivalent in Winnipeg to sacrificing the mayor on the altar of the <laughs> sun because Ryan O'Reilly became the public enemy on the ice mm-hmm. for the rest of the game, as did someone else we'll talk about in just a minute. Uh, but Scheifele laid out Steen with the puck nowhere near either of them on the ensuing mm-hmm. power play. Um and it was just an obvious interference play, and the Jets fans booed because reasons. But there was no... I mean, they they certainly interfered. So mm. it became a four-on-four, four, and about 30 seconds into that ensuing four-on-four, four, Oscar Sundquist scored a magnificent goal, which I forgot to take notes <laughs> on. <laughs> Um, it was just a hell of a snipe. Yeah, it was just a snipe. Oh, yeah, that was the like top corner one that, mm-hmm. he had that came out of nowhere. Bo Meester was on his left. He had his stick on the ice. Was very kind to offer Oscar Sundquist an option. <laughs> I mean, it was an option, but was he, were you going to go to it? Although, Jay Bo Meester has looked surprisingly uh, potent in the offensive zone this year. Uh-huh. But it was just an amazing snipe by Sundquist. I was looking at... Kucherov taking a run at some blue jacket on my phone, and all of a sudden I looked up and it was in the back of the net, and I was like, no fucking way. Yeah, we'll talk about that play, too, at some point. But, you know, Jay Bo Meester knows a thing or two about options trading in the <laughs> stock market, and he knows you never want to enter without an exit plan. So he wanted to give... Oscar Sundquist that exit plan. He literally lowered his stick down on the ice as sort of like a... It's my duty to put this here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't use it, but I am here we for all you. We you're shooting. Um, so, yeah, Blues took a one nothing lead, and at that point, feeling pretty good. Mm-hmm. feel like I've got my groove. They're starting to run with it, and, of course, then the power play gets some opportunities. Oh, so I guess no. they got an opportunity there after yeah. that goal, but that was short. Um, and then Mark Scheifele again interfered uh, with Ryan O'Reilly this time. Uh, and then towards the end of that penalty with 17 seconds left, Andrew Cop, who I guess was the bad cop, you're Ooh. welcome, cross-checked Ryan O'Reilly because, again, Ryan O'Reilly, uh, apparently the worst person on earth in Winnipeg. I do have to say, you know, I'm not there. I've never been cross-checked by Andrew Cop. It looked to me on second watching. On first watching, I was like, why don't the police arrest this person? (laughs) On second watching, I was like, oh, it looked like there was a healthy amount of embellishment on the part of Ryan O'Reilly. He does go down a little easy. Um, But whatever the case, we got a five-on-three for 17 seconds, could not convert, and we got a five of... um, Five on four for the rest of the time. One minute and 43 seconds. I can math. And we couldn't convert on that either. Yeah. After that ended, um, 
Yeah, almost immediately after that ended, 20 seconds after that ended, Blake Wheeler scored to equalize for the Jets. Um, Bo Meester and Shin were behind the net. Scheifele came in and dispossessed them, turned, and skated through the trapezoid, as I cleverly wrote, the Zoid. I think <laughs> it'll catch on. Uh, he saw Wheeler and hit him for the one-timer, and it's over. There was nothing Bennington could do about it. wasn't really even a terrible play by Bo Meester or Shen, but it just developed so fast. And, man, that was the moment where I just felt like, I know it's 1-1, but it's over. Because that that moment in the game felt so mm-hmm. significant of it should be 2 nothing or 3 nothing for us, mm. and now you're telling me it's 1-1. I mean, we saw it coming right away. Mm-hmm. It happens all the time in hockey. You have a big power play, you don't score on it, and the team comes the opposite direction, has all the momentum at home in that loud building. It, it was bound to happen. If I we had weathered that storm, said, I don't know. Basically, now it's coming, and yep, there it is. Yeah, it's, it happens all the time. Yeah, and you, I mean, it's. And not just the Blues, mind you. This isn't ripping on the Blues necessarily, but. You gotta score on these power plays. The people who say who want to argue that like momentum and clutch and whatever don't exist in sports are just like I don't believe how they're just making a pedantic, stupid argument about like well, it's not measurable and it's like mm-hmm. whatever. Anyway, um, yeah, this I mean, this was clearly a moment at which the momentum turned entirely in the Jets' favor. Uh, the Blues. Managed to escape, excuse me, the first period. I'm not tired. <laughs> We're very awake. Two hours of sleep. Um, they managed to escape the first period unscathed, uh, further unscathed. Got to the second. You made this comment about Edmondson. Yeah, I thought he had a rough game to start. I just noticed a lot of the times that he was pinned in our zone. It was just like a wild stick on the puck to get it out of there. And it either hit a Jets player right in front of him or it rimmed way out and around and was icing, and it just seemed like for a solid two minutes that I saw him out there, it was just rough going. He settled down later on, but he was someone I was keeping my eye on the whole game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he redeemed himself a bit, but we'll get there. Uh, the period started off hot. The second period started off hot with a brilliant Benner- Bennington kick save, uh, but it didn't last long. The Jets got a power play and converted. Patrick Laine scored his second. Man, if you'd told me we would be two games in and Patrick Laine would already have two goals as bad as he's been this year, I would have been like, okay, we're down 2 nothing, mm-hmm. And we're instead the opposite of that. Uh, the play here stalled at the point, and Wheeler delayed and looked across, and he somehow got the puck on the line basically from circle to circle uh, to Laine, who one-timed at home. Their power play is so much better than ours. Yeah. <laughs> And it's not like, one of the things the Blues don't have is anyone who can fire a one-timer. Yeah, or no one willing to try. Or at least, yeah, nobody willing to give it a shot. But I th- I don't think it's lack of talent on our part. Mm. I don't think it's that the Jets have a ton more talent. I just, I don't think we're composed. This is exactly how it's supposed to work. Granted, our defense should have cut down that lane. Um. But they didn't, and yeah, like I said earlier, right now I'm thinking, okay, well, let's just keep it close. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they <laughs> Make have... Make sure the loss isn't too embarrassing. They had the crowd going at this point. Oh, the crowd was, was electric. It was what? This was or, this was less than three minutes into the second period, Uh huh. and for a solid two minutes after that, it was nonstop 
barrage of shots on Bennington, and I was thinking, man, we something has to happen. Either they're going to score a bunch, or we have to score in response. It's yeah. one or the other. Yeah. There's, it's not going to be no one scores for the next 10 minutes. Something's going to happen. For sure. And the uh, Maurice was talking about at some point how they got 10 straight opportunities, yeah. which I can believe. Um and man, I don't even I don't even distinctly remember like the turnaround moment that led to the goal. Uh, but Patrick Patrick Maroon got his first goal of the playoffs. Robert Thomas and Alex Petrangelo assisting, and really Petrangelo here made a really nice zone injury. He just kind of crossed and then just pulled up and stopped dead at the line and took a shot. And Hellebuck turned it aside, but Thomas found it and circled behind and made a deft backhand pass to Maroon. I'm still really not sure where this puck got in the net. Uh, this was the play where it looked like Maroon shot it in and then Barbashev looked like he whacked it in and under Hellebuck's pads. Uh, but they never gave Barbashev the goal. I think it was Maroon who got Obviously, it was Maroon who got it in. Uh, Hellebuck, we can talk more at the end, not mm-hmm. a good night. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Two to two blues felt like a breath of life, and then we took over possession and got eight straight opportunities, according to Paul Maurice, who knows that yeah. thing or two. And Oscar O Oscar O two O two car O two car. Thank you. Uh, he scored the second goal, his second goal of the game, with Piranha and Edmondson. And this was when Edmondson sort of redeemed himself by making a sick two-line pass Mm. straight up center ice. Not the last time that will happen, foreshadowing good job, Jets, uh, to Piranha. And Piranha skated in towards the board, dropped it back to Sunquist, who fired straight five hole. So, so far, Hellebuck has had... One puck just sniped past him. I don't mm-hmm. think there's a lot he can do about the Sunquist goal. And God only knows it couldn't have expected it from Oscar Sunquist. No one has. Do you think even as good as he's been in the league in this year, do you think there's anyone in the league who even knows who he is or no. what he's doing? I mean, we talked like, about... Like, I mean, I know coaches look and stu- at stuff and mm. everything, but... You know those uh, video guys and coaches are like, he had 15 goals this year, what the fuck? And that's probably the end of the conversation. <laughs> I don't know if you put it in the notes with Ryan O'Reilly as after game comments, but yeah, they asked O'Reilly about oh, yeah. Sunquest and if like you know, what do you think about Sunquest? What do you know about Sunquest? And he's like, oh, I don't really know too much about him. You know, a lot of the new guys on this team, I don't know too much about. And it's like, look, that has nothing yeah. to do with you being new to the team. That has <laughs> everything to be do with not a single human in the NHL knew who Oscar Sunquist was before this. Yeah, they kept talking about this was his first playoff goal and a second playoff goal. And I was like, yeah, I, they talked about it. JK did like it was of unbelievable. Course. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, of course it was. He had one other NHL goal before this year, I'm pretty sure. I think it was two yeah. in two different seasons. And it's so, like, yeah. oh, geez Louise. Yeah, and that's the thing. What, is a, like, what a weird emergence of this player. We talked about this guy being just a body. This guy was in Robbie. Yeah, this guy was in current Robbie Fabry's role. This guy was playing a game every... 
15 games. He, he was, was then an embarrassment, season. but he hasn't been. He hasn't been any of that. He was this preseason, this regular season's Robbie Fabry. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, we would have expected him to play for injuries. We would have expected him oh, to play yeah. a game here and there Riding just because the, the team got better. Unlike when he was up here, I guess, last year, and we were like, man, why is this guy playing 49 games in the season? I, I don't know what happened. should have played 20 more. Yeah. Nice. Nice. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You know what I think it was? I think it was, we've talked about it before. Thank you, Tom Wilson. I'll he, say it. He broke his brain. Yeah. He fixed his brain. Whatever he did. You know when people have those weird brain problems and they become a different person, their personality is completely different. I think something happened. It's like when they... For the better. It's like... It's like when they pull the crayon out of Homer's brain, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's brilliant for an episode. You all yeah. know. You all know. You seen yeah. that one? Disney Plus six ninety nine. Holy shit! All thirty seasons. All thirty seasons. That's worth. They've it. had thirty seasons yes. of The Simpsons. Oh yes, and it's worth it for that alone. And by that, I mean like eight of eight the of first the seasons. <laughs> um, yeah, I think just that question specifically. Was kind of someone asking O'Reilly if he knew Sunquist coming yeah. into the year, and it's like, of course he didn't. What a weird question. Uh, the Jets equalized late in the second. Felt like a dagger. One of those final two minute goals. Another power play goal. Mike Sh- Mark Scheifele, whose name I still can't pronounce, assisted by Kyle Connor yeah. and Dustin Bufflin with Ooh. his third assist. He's just going. Ham this series. Has he felt, I mean, I guess he's his third assist, but has he felt kind of like, I don't know, I just don't think about him much out there. I think about him after the whistle because he's trying to ragdoll someone. Yeah, he hasn't done anything. I doubt, I haven't looked at the metrics, but I doubt the metrics are kind to him at his age and his size. Yeah, I can't, I mean, I can't blame the guy, but I'm just like, for the guy that they tout as like, this is the difference maker, you don't, you can't get around this guy, or like, he's just 260 pounds or whatever. but... I don't think size it. is good enough in the NHL. Man, I think the Jets thought Frick. they could they could predator us. I think they uh, thought we'll just we'll just slam into them and that'll be it. And I think that's a good strategy. I really think that would have worked against the Blues, but apparently it doesn't. Yeah, not this year for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean we can talk about some more of that right after. But this whole game was bizarre. Um, so Wheeler on this goal sped in along the right boards, passed back to Bufflin, who passed up to Connor, who was then by that point occupying basically the same spot Wheeler had been. And then, uh, had just sort of circled into the circle, whoops, cycled into the circle <laughs> and was there for the two touch snipe and our defense, our penalty kill didn't look good. It mm-hmm. left a lot of holes. They scored on the power, both of those power plays really quick, too. Yeah. It seemed like almost within the first 30 seconds, mm-hmm. for sure. Which is what you're supposed yeah, to do. Yeah, I mean, that's what the good ones look like. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is... If you told me we were 0 for 7 on the power play, and the Jets are whatever they've been, 3 for 6, I think. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, we're 0, 2. 0 and 2. Yeah. We are... I'm not, we're not exactly like escaping by the skin of our teeth but at the same time it's not a done deal yet um Mm. so third period came and didn't know what to expect 
And what you got was a Colton Pareko Barrett Jackman pass that led to a Ryan mm. O'Reilly goal. Ryan O'Reilly's first in the postseason this season. Not his first ever, is it? No, but it's his first since 2014 when he was with the Avs and it was against the Wild. Do you remember that series? That was like a back and forth. Oh, that just was the speed, seven speed, gamer, speed, right? Speed, speed, yes. That was just freak. Oh, yeah. Where it was like light speed. And was it the the Avs advanced when they I weren't can't supposed remember. to? I think it was the no, because no, because the Wild. O'Reilly would have. Yeah, the Wild advanced, but yeah. it was like. I think the Wild were like the top seed or like a mm. close to top seed. And, and it was year. literally back and forth and every they game. Just should have handled and didn't handle the Avs. Um, man, because that would have been McKinnon and O'Reilly, or not McKinnon yet, but it would have been O'Reilly and Duchesne. And, mm. um, Wouldn't it be McKinnon? It's 2014. Was that his rookie he was, year? He was, yeah, 2013 was when he got drafted, nice. was it not? Yeah. So, yeah. So McKinnon, O'Reilly, Landis, Cog. Yeah, Duchesne. Duchesne. Duchesne, sorry. Yeah. yeah, that's who I meant. Holy balls. I mean, they have Landeskog, too. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was probably Landeskog's rookie year, and, like, the year before they named him captain as, like, a second-year mm. player. I'm glad they're getting better. I would have well, felt bad if they were just sucked after that. As Gorsman Jordan talked about how they had, I think last year, or maybe this year, they had... They're terrible at face-offs, and mm. three to four of the top ten face-off guys in the league have been Avs, and only McKinnon is left. Because mm-hmm. O'Reilly, obviously, and and Duchesne's also extraordinarily good at face-offs. And I'm trying to think if there's a fourth, but... Did they... That was the last year they had Paul Stasny, was it not? Oh, shit, that's who it is, yes. Oh, my God, what a crazy oh team! Oh, my God! Oh, that is insane. Wow. Um, so, in any case, <laughs> O'Reilly, back to 2019, <laughs> scores a beautiful goal, Bo Meester and Pareko. Pareko made this Barrett-Jackman pass just right across his own crease. Always fun. This, I mean, like, not that he he had space, but it was, and it worked out, but it was not a good idea. The Jets player had their back to the puck, but, like, it went very close to one. Mm-hmm. Sure did. If he'd stuck his st- skate out just blindly, he might have knocked it into the net. But in any case, Don uh, Javo got it and skated ahead and made another two-line cross-ice center-ice pass to O'Reilly, who entered the zone. Truba might have been screening Hellebuck, but also, oh my god, uh, what happened to you, Hellebuck? Yeah. On the first one, he rebooted mid-shot. He just, like, he was standing, and he just kind of, <laughs> like, shook. Uh, uh. And then, like, it was in the net. And then he was like, oh, I should have tried to stop that. And then on the th- third one, or the second one, third one was the one that was just straight five-hole. Mm. The second was the weirdest. I can sort of give him a pass. But then this one, again, was just like, what are you doing, Connor? It wasn't... From an angle that there shouldn't be letting pucks I'm going to say it again, because we <laughs> haven't said it enough. Connor Hellebuck kind of hella sucks. Yeah. Um, Hashtag baby. There was a play in here. I don't think we talked about it enough, but Petrangelo basically pulled a puck out of an open net mm. at one point. I mean, it wasn't there wasn't a jet really attacking it, but it was wide open. Bennington was totally out of position, and 
and Petrangelo pulled it out. I think late in this period, too, there was a save that Bennington made that I didn't think looked overly spectacular. Uh-huh. But then they mentioned that what he saved was a deflection that Shifley made in front. And yeah. I mean, he made it look routine. I'm sure he got relatively lucky that it hit him, but it was just like, what the fuck? Let me tell you something that Ben Joe Pavelski making that deflection. Different story. Mm, he's so good. So underrated, too. No one talks not, about oh it. Oh my God, he's so underrated. They should. We should have a podcast devoted to Joe Pavelski. Doc Emmerich's already mm. got six, but we can make it seven. <laughs> Two guys and one little <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Um, Petrangelo, so I made that comment, never mind. They ran a video package here at the end of the je- of uh, the period, towards the end of the periods of the Jets just absolutely beating the shit out of Little Oscar Sunquist. Yeah, holy crap. And it just, that's a good, so the Blues ultimately won this game 4-3, to three, as we already said. That's kind of a good jumping off point for the Jets' brains are broken. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, just to do a mea culpa, a lot of people, our friend Josh Hyman, I know was one of them, and I'm not singling him out, he's just one of the ones that I remember specifically. A lot of people were talking about, hey, Jets have actually been really bad lately, they had a closed door meeting, I think Josh said, and like, they're not all together, this team is not gelling, I think the Blues have a a real good chance here, and I was like, Whatever, Josh, with your facts. How about my years of suspicion and disappointment? (laughs) What of my years of suspicion? What are they to you? So, uh, and and man, I gotta say, after two games, it really looks like this is not a team that's firing on all cylinders. You've got Shifla's taken at least three penalties already. Is he there... No, Wheeler's the captain. Yeah, yeah. He's on A, He's I'm sure. A, I, I imagine. Well, I always think when I see, like, um, I'm blanking on their player's name. Wheeler Truba. Not, not Capococco, the other one. Uh, Ehlers? No. Line A? Line A, thank you. <laughs> I'm like, who is this? When I see Line A jawing with, like, Maroon. Oh, that was a whole weird fucking I'm like, thing that I'm happened. sitting there thinking, man, if I'm a Jets fan, I'm like, dude, stop yapping. And start fucking clapping. Like, god damn. I know you got two goals. You're not responsible. But... I'm going to clap for that. <laughs> yeah. That was beautiful. Like, uh, Well, and like... What are you doing? Like, On the one hand, you were completely right. The other side of that mm-hmm. coin that they could also say is like, what the fuck is Patrick Wine have to be the one to jo- exactly. jaw with Pat Maroon? Why is that the dude that's getting in Pat Maroon's face? Why are you somebody, serious? Yeah. Well, first of all... With due love and respect, it's Pat Maroon. You can just ignore him. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> secondly, like, <laughs> like if somebody's gonna engage with him, it can't be Patrick Line. Although Darren Pang did say that uh, Pat Maroon did would not stop yapping, <laughs> <laughs> which I do love. You need you need that God, in the playoffs. Be, like I, between the benches, it's God, I would love that. I world. would love that so much. Uh, it was so weird, and there's some of their guys that are their big guys. I thought we were gonna throw their weight around, just aren't. Like Adam Lowry had a blow hit with what Bortuzzo towards the end there, yeah. falling down. But like, oh, and Bortuzzo sliced his wrist open and yeah. just skated off the ice. He was trying to draw that a penalty. Very, <laughs> he was going deep. <laughs> but and then Lowry ran over Sunquist. But like, where's Nikolai Ehlers? Where's Kyle Connor? You know, Blake Wheeler scored tonight, right? 
but Adam, like Adam Lowry exists. Yeah, I feel. I feel like I don't hear any of these guys' I don't names. Think any of we've made such a big deal about Josh Morrissey coming back mm-hmm. for this. I haven't heard his freaking name. Well, yeah, where is he? There was a talk, hockey writer's headline that was something to the effect of Josh Morrissey will be everything for the Jets. And I guess he has been because I haven't heard shit about him in the Jets are down. Be everything, Jesus! No, 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 no! I believe Canada would take that fucking step on a guy. Oh, he will be everything for the Jets. Oh, we've got a uh, Josh Morrissey reference, everybody. So I'll make sure to slide in some tunes. Uh, But yeah, jeez, Louise, just not a not a good look for the Jets. I do really wonder what game three is going to look like for both teams. I think we said this on our podcast after game one. I've thought maybe the Jets would literally come out and try and redo game one. Like, we're just going to be physical again. We're going to see if it works. And it kind of felt like, not at the very beginning they were doing that, but they kind of fell into that habit and it didn't work out in the end. They're going to be on the road. When you're the road team, you tend not to be like the... The team that's dishing out the physicality immediately. Uh-huh. I would love if the Blues came out, just didn't do that either. And I think that would, I don't know, I think that would shock them. I think that'd be a Jets team, be like, whoa, we were ready to play a quiet road game, just get the dirty win. And this other team isn't even trying to like lay us out, you know, lay us out our style. They'll finish their checks like um, they've said on the telecast and everything, but just don't go for like crazy hip checks to the head. Don't go for anything like that. Just play your game, win. And I think that's going to shock them. It's like, shit, this team is, like, surgical at home. I think we got so in their head tonight by not engaging mm-hmm. with them. That's a good point. You know, they wanted Ryan O'Reilly so badly early going. What do you and think you're going to What do you think you're going to do to Ryan O'Reilly yeah. to get him to turn around and smack you in the face? Lady, Lady Bing contender <laughs> Ryan O'Reilly. Say, this guy's won a Lady Bing and should have won several more. How am I going to get him to fight me? <laughs> yeah, let's see if I can get that guy to fucking <laughs> turn around and like punch me. This seems like a good strategy. And then Oscar Sundquist is your second Yeah, target. what? We can't get Ryan O'Reilly. So let's fucking grab Oscar Sundquist. Just what a You didn't look in Robert Bortuzzo's crazy ass eyes and think maybe for a moment if you just sliced him like the ankle he would just flip the fuck out and try to fight you because that's what will happen that's, just do that do that absolutely or if we have david backus you know just david perron has taken a stupid penalty or two in yeah. his day he seems like an easy mark man uh, yeah you're right you mentioned it this team just feels different when it comes to like holding it together yeah uh, absolutely. So some quotes from the boys after this one. I should say, Blues outshot the Jets 32-29. They must have gotten a good number of shots in the third, though, because that was a wider gap most of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, lost the face-off battle slightly, 53-47. We already mentioned the power plays. Uh, the Blues were out, hit 32-26. to Blocks were even at 12. And the Blues had 10 more giveaways, which is not great. Joel Edmondson says, it's the best time of the year. There's playoff hockey out there. Uh, they're coming at us hard, and I think we're doing a good job of responding to that. I've never been on a team that's so close and that wants to play for each other, so it's been fun. Uh, when we went on the Western Canada road swing, I think we really came together during that. Ever since then, we've been playing for one another. Anything about Joel Edmondson's thoughts strike you? Um, besides his subtle jab that all the rest <laughs> of the teams he played for have been garbage. Wrecked. 
I was like, does that does that mean like every, all the other blues teams he's played for? He I guess. For any other teams? I know. I was thinking maybe like juniors or whatever. Brampton Battalion. Yeah. Whatever the fuck. I'm starting to believe a little what people have been saying online, where they're like, "I think this is the best team we've had," and I'm always like, "Man, I swear to God, everyone people say that all the time," and maybe that's not necessarily true. Maybe it's not like empirically true by the numbers, but like, starting to feel it's like at the least most- they've. They've gelled together, which is insane for the fact that in fucking December they were a no man's team. They were January third. Fucking were no man's. I think that makes even a bigger impact on me than like, oh, we finished third. We were challenging for first in the central. Look how far we've come. We're fucking. We got two zero on the Jets. This team that was nothing. We were talking about how much we wanted to be the devils of the summer. How we wanted <laughs> to be able to get fucking Jack Hughes. God, we want to just lose, lose, lose. Oh, my God. There was a point in this season where I was actively rooting against victories. Yeah. And I know people. some people will say I'm a loser Fairweather fan, and that's fine. But there were, at the time, I was just like, no, no, that's what the health of this mm. franchise needs. And I was wrong. <laughs> but I wasn't, like... But I wasn't wrong then. <laughs> I, well, I wasn't inconceivably yeah. wrong at the time. I know? just think... All these players have been talking about how this is a really tight group of guys, and Brian O'Reilly said this is the best team he's played for in his whole career. I know they just might just be patting each other on the back, but I really do believe that because if you go from fucking dead last to two on the Jets away, you've got you've got to be gelling Something's crazy hard. For sure, yeah. You know how you gel crazy hard, <laughs> yeah. so hard. Okay, That's, thank you. When you get the axe hair gel, it's like matte, and then it's like solid, and then it's hard, and then it's crazy hard. You mm-hmm. gel crazy hard, yeah. I got it. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly said, we do a good job of rallying and coming together as a team and getting through it together, and you have to do that against this team. We gel <laughs> crazy <See>? hard. <laughs> Ryan wow, O'Reilly. Right out, of, right yeah. out of Ryan O'Reilly's mouth, man. I mean, Ryan O'Reilly, through this whole um, interview, by the way, did look like he was talking <laughs> about a 5-0 loss. Do you think he's just like so physically exhausted after the kind of game he plays mm. on top of being whipped around like a wiffle ball? <laughs> he played 22 to 24 minutes tonight. Yeah, he's every night, man. He's a godsend. We've had some good opportunities. We just have to shoot pucks more. Uh, we'll get that squared out. Uh, talking about the power play, I don't know that we've had good opportunities. They've looked okay. They've still been moving it better than they used to. Don't you wimp out. No. The first, I will say the first two of the series were the worst by far. Mm. We just didn't even have it in the zone, literally. Oh, yeah. These were better than the other day, but that's but from a baseline of awful. Yeah. <laughs> um, the one thing I will say, though, is they really should just start firing on that. We talked about it. Hella sucks yeah. playing right now, yeah. The guy's letting things leak through. Just get in close, start hammering them. We've had way too many block. Just get a good shot on them. And at the chest, who cares? He couldn't stop a beach ball with a tennis racket yeah. right now. When you put pucks on net, good things happen. That's right. Uh, he talked about the second goal, the tying goal, or the third goal, actually. He said, a big play like that sparked us, and you can see after that we started to get confidence and put them back on their heels a bit. And things started to go our way. I think the reporter asked that about the third goal, but I think he meant the second goal. Uh, and then he took a beating tonight. He fights for everything. There's never a shift off. Oscar Sundquist is a big reason why we won this 
Yay. Oh, said it's a O2 big reason. Oh, two car. <laughs> you scored two goals, uh, Ryan. Yeah, it's a little bit of a big deal <laughs> as to why you won the we game. Get, we get it, Ryan. I mean, he's not the biggest reason I'm the I mean, I got the game winning goal. Uh, but he's a, he's a part of it. Good for him. What a selfish second, Craig. He tried. Uh, <laughs> Craig Berube says, I think both games we got everybody pretty dialed in. They're working hard for each other, doing the little things. Finding a way to score some goals. It's good hockey. It's tight hockey. Pretty even. It's even hockey. It's just, even hockey. I just, <laughs> I just want an hour of Greg Berube finding synonyms for tight hockey. It's good hockey. It's tight hockey. It's close hockey. It's narrow hockey. It's skinny <laughs> hockey. It's thin hockey. Just And then it, you know, fades out and says executive producer. Dick made some big saves both games in the third period. We're doing a good job defensively, some big block shots. And finally, you have to have guys step up at big times. Oscar with two goals tonight. We've got always, we've got guys that are putting the puck in the net that don't always, but that's playoffs. Playoffs? <laughs> Paul Maurice looked like a lost man. Looked like a man who had found himself upon the gallows with no clue how he'd gotten there or why. <laughs> He's like, huh. He was asked about his general like strategy changes that he plans to make, and he said, we'll move some things around, but that five-on-five game has got to get tightened up. And then he was just silent and decided that he was finished. <laughs> and then the next goal was about how whether he uh, um, had good enough goaltending uh, this series, and this is a long answer, but it's worth reading. Uh, first, he maintained the long silence and sort of nodded and bit his lip, and then he said, yeah, he wasn't going to be our biggest player at the end, 3-3 going into it. Summary of the game for me is we got off a bit slow, but part of that's in the box, and we got some real good life off a great penalty kill and come out in the second and get 10 straight opportunities, made it 2-1, to one, and they scored to make it 2-2, two, two, and then they ran eight straight. It's at threes going into the third. Yeah, he's going to want that one back, referring to the O'Reilly goal. He made two or three great saves, but if your recipe is that your goaltender is going to have to be the best player on your team, it won't be a long playoffs. Tell that to Jake Allen in 2016, you freak. Also, tell Some, that to any successful yeah, player. Sometimes run. they have to be at least Didn't John the Sebastian Jaguar once win the Kyle Smythe? And not the cup. Team not winning the cup yeah. because that's how important goalies are. The team. Mm-hmm. Um, but in any case, you've got to have some nights where you either give him run support. Wrong sport, Paul. <laughs> He's broken. His he doesn't know what's happening. I'm the, I'm the manager of the New Orleans baby cakes of AAA, <laughs> and I always have been. Uh, you've got to have some nights where you either give him run support or block enough shots or play tight enough that on maybe. On a night off, it's three or two goals instead of four. He finally said, uh, you're not going there to St. Louis. Feeling that you're that far off, we're both teams that are strong on the road. Finding that little bit of edge, that's the key. Is it the key, Ian? Sure. Sure. Uh, 81.1% of teams that have won both games on the road to start a series go on to win the series. 401 total times uh, have series in the NHL gone 2 to nothing. 295 of those teams have won uh, the first two games at home, and only 106 of them have won 
the first two games on the road, although I suppose after tonight that's 108 because of the Blues and the Columbus Blue Jackets, who we'll touch on briefly in a moment. Any more thoughts on the Blues game or where we go from here? I mean, to St. Louis. Yeah, we, we go to Sunday, Sunday, 6.30, Sunday after, uh, evening. Uh, folks, just record Game of Thrones. Let's be honest. I love Game of Thrones. Y- you can watch it later. Watch the live thing first. Is that what you'll be doing, Ian? <laughs> mm, I hope to record it. Um, I'm sure much like sporting events, like the Cardinals update their fans about the Blues game and whatnot. I'm sure while you're at the Blues game, they'll be sure to inform you Jon Snow has in fact died and that you can boo the screen. We all know Kit Harrington will be dead unless he's sitting on the Iron Throne. Mm -hmm. And that's the end of it. The same with Daenerys and the other ones. I know lots (laughs) of Game of Thrones. all nine seasons. I know more than Jon Snow. I know that because he knows nothing. Oh, (laughs) the memes. And I know more words than that guy who only says Hodor. See, I know stuff. I literally just the memes. That's Um, good enough. No, I think... If the Blues can come home, and it's one of those weird things where they're professionals, they're not children, but it's like, don't get overwhelmed by the home crowd. Kit Harrington is Jon Snow, right? You're correct. Nailed it. Boom. <laughs> but if you don't get overwhelmed with the home crowd, I think sometimes you can all of a sudden start feeling it, like, yeah, 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 and stuff, and just kind of play the game you've been playing in Winnipeg. I think you can beat them. And again, we beat them 4-3 to three tonight with a power play that was 0 for 3, or 0 for 4, and we were 0 for 3 the night or the game before. If you get a couple power play goals, it's not even close games anymore. Can I just just win game three? Oh, for the love of God. If you want to lose the next two after that, I'd rather you not. But just, <laughs> I'd rather you, I'd rather like, you not. Like, the second it goes 2-1, I'm like, oh, fuck. They're in it again. Yeah. And then it feels like game four is weirdly a game seven. <laughs> <laughs> So, That's how defeated we are. Yeah. Man, we're feeling so confident till they win even one game. <laughs> and then it's all cracks. It's cracks it's on the foundation and it's over. On cracks, on cracks. Mm. Um, Columbus Blue Jackets upsetting, not totally, but upsetting the Tampa Bay Lightning 4-1, to one, giving them, at one point I think they had seven unanswered goals. Jeepers. And uh, may have gotten to eight until... The Lightning scored the one. I don't know if they scored it last. Uh, Nikita Kucherov also laid a nasty hit on someone (laughs) that might get him suspended. He has a hearing tomorrow. I lean towards they will not suspend. It's so hard to get even long suspensions. does not lift, you must acquit. (laughs) (laughs) I would love Nikita Kucherov represented by Johnny Cochran. I don't even think Johnny Cochran's... With us, I was gonna say, with us, um, he might be. I'm not great on whether all right, leaders are alive. Uh, thoughts on that series? Do you still do you feel like I feel that at some point the flips the switch is just gonna flip and it will still be the lightning steamrolling the blue jackets? I guess I realize time is running thin, so it doesn't make sense for me to think that. I just do instinctively. No, I think you're right because. Much like we were talking about the Blues and the Jets, but not to the quite the same scale, if the Lightning win a game, that team can most certainly win four in a row. Mm-hmm. If any team can win four in a row easily, it's that team. So you let them win one game, uh-oh, 
I think you let the lightning win even one, and you might be in the shitter. Having said that, forget. I have zero reason to think they'll win game three. That's at present, yeah, for sure. Don't forget that the Blue Jackets were up oh, two yes. to nothing on the Washington Capitals last year, and just about the width of a crossbar away from making it three to nothing before the Capitals came back and won that and won the series and won the Stanley Cup. So perhaps going down 2-0 to the Columbus Blue Jackets is actually the good luck charm that you need to win the <laughs> Stanley Cup. We shall see. The Vegas Golden Knights even the series 5 uh, well, five one, to five. one to one, but the game I believe they won five to three. I should check that because I don't think I saw a final score, and the way that series has gone, maybe they just didn't even mm-hmm. the series. Wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. They did. It finished five <laughs> to three, uh, making the series one to one, headed to Vegas now. Right, that nice. was in San Jose. Yep. So, I like their chances still. I think they're the better team. They want to. Don't. They want a game. Does that break the Imagine Dragons curse? <laughs> yeah, I guess it does. Yeah, although they still got to win a win game of the game. finals to, too. Well, that's true. Yeah. Be, well, it's partially broken. Fallout Boy song, <laughs> but they're they're feeling the thunder either way. Um, the New York oh, Islanders won three to one over the Pittsburgh Penguins, giving themselves. A two to nothing series lead. Good for them. Fuck yeah. the Penguins. I'm, yeah, I yeah. like that. <laughs> I like the Islanders winning. I like the Knights winning. I like uh, Columbus winning. Columbus winning that series will be so much fun because a like the Lightning will be in disarray and no one would know what to do. But also, Columbus has never won a series in their entire history. Only like a couple of years ago was the first time they'd even won a game. Uh-huh. I mean, Ken Hitchcock got them to the playoffs way back yonder, but they didn't even win a game back then. It was, it's been very, very small baby steps for them. So I think even a series would be great. I really thought you were saying, just going to say small babies. It's just small babies for them. Small race. Small race. Oh, man, that's a throwback that nobody gets. That's from the black days, the just, black tapes. <laughs> you just raise your hand if you get the small rice yeah, reference. Good for you. Even fact. I barely remember it. Uh, the Dallas-Nashville series is the one that gets awkwardly, shittily thrown back to Saturday yeah. because the NHL is the worst. I can't plan anything. Um, so tomorrow will be Carolina-Washington with Washington up one nothing, Dallas-Nashville with Nashville up one nothing, Toronto-Boston with Toronto up one nothing, and Calgary-Colorado with Calgary up 7 to nothing. in the series. <laughs> it will be a sweep. Yeah, I think that one for sure. I'm, I want it to not be because I like the Avs and I like the... Um, I think I, I said like they. Abs correspondent Jordan, but I think in my bracket I said the Abs win a couple. I think my sweep was the uh, Caps over the Hurricanes. Yeah. So just for a minute, I, we can talk about other things if we have anything else. But I saw a lot of people talking about Carolina's going to upset the Caps to the point that I was like. Am I fucking crazy? And then I heard like the Steve Dangle podcast talk about it. It's like, oh no, the Cats will murder the Carolina Hurricanes. And I'm like, thank you, world. Yeah. Like I just like because I just did never saw an argument as good. And credit to the Hurricanes, they're back. Yeah. 
they're going to be a good team. Andrei Svechnikov scored all their goals the other day, which is a great sign for them. But, like, I just never saw even a whisper of why they would yeah. beat this. I watched part of the Hurricanes broadcast yesterday. Uh-huh. And their color guy, I actually like both their commentators. Well, their color guy said something about Svechnikov. They're like, he's, you know, he's always trying to challenge himself to the best NHL players, but specifically the best Russian players. And he's like, if he wants to score more goals in this series than Alexander Ovechkin, he goes, I bet you he can. He goes, I bet you he can. And I'm like, I know you're a home guy, yada, yada, but what the fuck? (laughs) Also, on the flip side, he could because Alex could just let Evgeny Kuznetsov or or yeah, any of the other nine players score. John Carlson or Tom Wilson. Yeah, what a weird take. Any other thoughts on the playoffs or the Blues series? Um, no, I'm uh, not. No, no. Okay. I thought I was going to try and muster something, but nope. It's one thirty a.m. I still have to publish this thing. I'm dying. I think we can call it a night. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to play you out to the wonderful tones of Baltimore's Tarzan Boy because it is a celebratory track. Mm-hmm. We will not be recording after the game on Sunday, but we're hoping to record on Monday. If we don't, we're sorry, but we think we can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Tuesday, we'll figure it out. We may not record between that one and it's Thursday. It's so late. Unless... It's a particular kind of ending. Oh, yes, that we won't about talk about. Which we will not speak. Um, but we'll figure it out. We'll play it by ear. We'll know more Sunday into Monday when we meet again. Thanks for joining. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You've already done that. Hmm. Thank you very much. I'm very tired. Have a great night. Cheers.